got the music playing in my ear. It's loud. I never realized it was so loud. Is that music really that loud? When you turn on the podcast, does the music at the beginning of the podcast just scream at you? And then I come in and I'm talking at a normal level or something. My goodness. I don't, maybe I just have my volume up really high on these headphones. Whoop dee dee. Whoa. Anyways, welcome to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have got a big show for you today. We really don't. But I want to talk about social justice. I know. Ooh, social justice. I want to talk about it in terms of how it is infecting your world without you knowing it maybe without you being cognizant of it how is social justice interfering um, manipulating shaping your life and your worldview and how is it being presented to you in different ways and that's what we're going to investigate we're going to start a series on this show i'm going to do multiple shows on this and we're going to look at different instances of social justice um rearing its ugly head really now now we call it social justice i think it's important to start here okay but what does social justice mean what are some of the tenets of social justice and what really is social justice because i can take something and i can throw a fancy title on it i can throw a sympathetic title on it let's take the equality act for instance right the equality act just passed congress of course you would want to vote for the equality act we all agree that equality is something that we we value in this country everyone deserves an equal opportunity everyone should be equal well maybe however the equality act there's nothing equal about the equality act what the equality act should be called as the discriminating biological female act because that is exactly what this act does. It takes safe spaces away from biological females to give them to men who wear dresses. That is the Equality Act. You're a transphobe. I'm not a transphobe. I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I live in the real world. Trust the science. Unless, unless it says that people with penises are men, then we don't trust the science. The science is terrible. Unless it says that being overweight is a bad thing and you might die because you're fat. Don't trust that science. That's bad science. The only science we trust is the science that Dr. Fauci, Lord and Savior above, Lord Fauci, that's the science that we trust. We don't trust that other stuff. We trust the science that we like. There it is. That, you know, I lost my train of thought because I went on a rant there. And you would see there's some topics where you just get me going and I just get fired up and I got to go. I'm like Hulk Hogan. I'm tearing the shirt off. I'm ready to put the big boot in the air and then drop the leg on your ass. Um, but, but anyway, circling back. So SJW, right? What is it really? It's critical race theory. That's what it is. It's critical race theory packaged into, ah, I circle back. I remember now it's because I wanted to talk about the Aquatic. It is critical race theory packaged up uh, uh, to be called something else. Because when you Google critical race theory, when you start to look at, oh, Siri, shut your, when you look at, why did Siri come up? Anyways, when you Google critical race theory, when you start to look into critical race theory, when you really start to research that, you realize how ridiculous, how racist, how outlandish critical race theory is. You realize how much in common critical race theory has with white supremacy. You start to make these connections and then you start to think, why are you telling me how great white people are? And why are you telling me that I should want to be as great as a white person? It's just a little weird. So when you start to research critical race theory, when you realize how backwards, how racist, how awful it really is, and how much communism is deeply rooted into it, 
you you get a little scared. You know that that's harder to digest than the idea and the concept of social justice or diversity training. So sometimes if you work for a company, you'll see critical race theory disguised as either social justice or as diversity training. The diversity training thing is more deceptive because now social justice, that phrase carries a negative connotation, believe me, as it should. But, but diversity training, that's that's cookie cutter. That's plain. You know, we've been going through diversity trainings at our workplaces for a long, long time for good or bad. Um, but now, now, if you work at certain companies, you are getting put through this social justice training, which is diversity training on steroids. It's critical race theory. Um, and, and I want to tell you full disclosure, and I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sugarcoat this a little bit because I don't want to get into trouble and I, I can, I'm not quite ready to make a move yet, but I will tell you that the more and more that uh, my company decides to go down this road, the more and more likely I am to seek uh, another job. I have been working for my company for almost eight years now. I enjoy it. Uh, for the most part, I think the culture is good. I, I think we have a positive culture. I love the people I work with. I get along with them super well. My department is managed pretty well. But I've noticed that since the George Floyd debacle, since the, the scandal, the scam, that was George Floyd, who, who, you know, you can believe what you want there, but the man died because of a drug overdose. Uh, maybe I'll get banned for saying that. I'm sorry, but let's just be completely honest here. I'm not going to lie to you because I want to push some agenda. I'm going to be honest. The potential, okay, the potential is there that he died of some drug overdose. The autopsies are not clear, and you can't trust autopsies, just like you can't trust science, because money is, is funding it and is behind it. So whatever. Believe what you want. I don't give a shit. I'm not here to talk about George Floyd. What I'm here to talk about is that post-George Floyd, my company started these these um, optional, now I will say that right now, this is all optional. These optional diversity trainings, diversity trainings, okay? They're called uh, culture, diversity, and inclusion uh, meetings. There's a committee. You can go to these meetings. At first, it started pretty non-offensive. It was a little offensive, but not really. And then this month, this, this March's uh, diversity training meeting is incredibly offensive, uh, so much so that I'm contemplating whether or not the right move is to email HR and let them know about my feelings about this or to go another route. Because I'd wonder how my company's customers would feel about them peddling this anti-white bullshit. That's what I want to know. So so I don't know what to do with this. And I'm, I've been sitting on it. I read the worksheet. I want to read you some of the worksheet. I want you to experience how working for a company, and my company is not a Fortune 500 company. They're not a major company. They're not publicly traded. They're a private company. They're an MRO company. They sell nuts and bolts. Why is a company that sells nuts and bolts talking to me about whiteness? What does whiteness have anything to do with selling nuts and bolts? But we're going to get into that. Um, we're going to get into that big time. So, 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 you know, I get the, the cultural, I'm sitting at my, my desk. I get the cultural diversity and inclusion email. I don't care. Normally I ignore these things, but I'm told by a colleague of mine, by a friend that I should specifically, I should read this one specifically, you know, this one's got some interesting stuff in it. So I, I look at it and, um, I see that we have a guest speaker and I see that what the topic is for this month, March's topic is welcome to the neighborhood. What the hell does that mean? Social justice 101. Okay. 
social justice. So we know that's a buzzword. We know that is a fake term used for critical race theory. Okay, so that's that's a little concerning, right? But but whatever, you expect those buzz, buzzwords in this crap. So then we look at this, okay? Questions to consider. What does social justice mean to me, make me feel? Well, I can tell you what critical race theory makes me, how that makes me feel. What does a world where people are valued with all their identities look like? Okay, whatever. See, see that what they do is they package it up in this non-offensive verbiage. They sit in front of you and then you think, oh, because how can you debate that? How can I, as a person who who lives in a world with other people, many people, I have friends who are many different colors. I have gay friends. I have straight friends. I, I think I even, I was about to say, do I know any trans people? I don't think I know any, I don't, I don't know about that. I've never asked. The potential is there for me to, to know a trans person. It could be a very convincing trans person. I don't know. But, you know. The truth is I have friends of many different backgrounds. Okay. My, so, so, and this is a good place to start. Let's talk about what decency, let's talk about decency. Okay. When I meet someone and I treat them with certain decency. Okay. I, I treat them as an equal to me. I don't make assumptions based on their skin color. This is true. This is, this is, you know, people say, Oh, you're lying. You're just trying to sound. No, I don't. I, I grew up in a mixed race family. Okay. My, my stepdad who raised me practically raised me because my father's a piece of shit. My stepdad is black. Okay. And he's married to my white mother. And did we experience weirdness because of this? Yes. Yeah. In the nineties. Sure. But not like often and not all of the time. I mean, maybe they did when I wasn't around. I don't know. I can't speak for them. You know, my brother who I consider my brother, my half brother, I guess some people would say, but no, I've been in his life since he was born. I was there the day he was born. This is my brother blood brother okay is 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 what is what is the nice term for it now i we we say mixed but what's the nice term uh multicolored i don't know whatever he's biracial biracial that's the nice my my brother is biracial okay so so you can't so so here's so let's just come at it from this perspective i was raised okay by my black father i was raised to, to be respectful to people regardless of their color. I don't need my company to lecture me about how to treat black people. I've been doing it my whole life. I was raised by a black person. Okay? And I was taught from a very young age by that black person to treat people with respect. Content of their character, not the color of their skin. My father respects Martin Luther King, of course. My father understands that his freedom came from good people who realized that some bullshit was going on and wanted to do something about it. Many of those people white. I was raised to believe that we are all equal. Now, we're not, okay? And that's that's just real. We're not all equal, but it's not based on the color of your skin. It's based on the class. It's based on how you were born, how you were raised. Did you have two parents in your household? What advantage there there it look, I'm not here to argue that there isn't systemic inequality in the United States of America. That is absolutely true, but it has nothing to do with your race and everything to do with where'd you grow up? How much money did you have? 
What class are you in? Who are your parents' friends? Did you have both parents in your household? Did you have other kids in your household? What influence did you know influences did you grow up around? What culture? Culture more than than race, I'd say. That's that's the big myth because the left wants you to believe it's as simple as race. How do you divide? How do you divide people? You can't divide people who grew up in, in com- with common experiences, okay? But the super wealthy know that they need to divide those underneath them for them to stay where they're at. Look at Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street happened. You had libertarians, leftists, right-wing people, all there. And then they introduced identity politics. That's when all of this stuff started picking up. I've said it before on my show. Identity politics. And that breaks up everybody below the ultra wealthy. Do you think it's convenient that identity politics really started to blow up steam? Was thrown on the Facebook news feed right around the time of uh, I uh, Occupy Wall Street? You think that's a coincidence? No, of course not. You're being manipulated. And then you get shit like this from your company that's telling you, oh, you really need to start thinking about people in terms of their race. What the fuck? I need to start thinking about people in terms of their race? Are you kidding me? You know who else says stuff like that? The Klan. When I read a lot of this SJW stuff that talks about how great whiteness is, how great white people is, the pet are white people is, how great white people are, the pedestal that white people should be put on. When I start reading all of this shit, all I can think of is, yeah, the Klan would tell me the same thing. So what's the difference between youthful life, the group that that I guess is is putting the doctor, uh, the youthful life that's putting this um, bullshit SJW crap on at my work what's the difference between youthful life and the clan because when i read through this i don't see any difference okay uh power and prejudice what the fuck is that he, he defines systemic so let's just read through this actually so that's what i really wanted to get to that's the meat of it i want you as a person out there to know what your companies eventually if they're not already sending out they're going to be sending out and and i want especially my my black friends who listen to this podcast to know that, that all of this bullshit is teaching you that you should think you are less than your white coworkers. You should think that you are less than white people. That is not true. You are not. And the fact that we feed this bullshit to kids. So at a young age, you are told, I'm sorry, you're disadvantaged. You're never going to achieve as much as the, the white kids. Well, yeah, now, because you've set them up to believe that they're a failure at such a young age. So, so, you know, social justice doesn't work when you start to, 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 to think about these things. Okay. The whole concept of social justice falls apart when you, when you start to think about, isn't this just as racist as the thing that you're speaking against? So when you start to apply that logic of what I'm reading sounds like racism, you want me to treat people different because of the color of their skin. That's racism. They realize that in order for you to believe this bullshit, they have to manipulate the definition of racism. So they throw the term in there, uh, what is it, um, normalized or of power. You know, you can't be racist unless you're the majority. You can't be racist unless you are the group that has power. Well, now we got to change the term power. What does power mean? Okay, I know a lot of poor white kids who live in Kentucky, a lot of super, super poor white kids. And because of bullshit like this, they don't get the opportunities that the poor black kids get. Because we like to treat um, disadvantage we like to treat it as a symptom of race, of racism. And that's, that's just not true. Okay. It's classism. It's classism. You've been manipulated to believe that it's racism because it's classism. All right. 
Um, so let's look through this. Uh, they define normalize. They want you to know what that is. Okay. That this is how they define social justice. Everyone deserves equal equitable. Now see, that's the key word equitable. Equitable does not mean equal. Um, economic, political, and social rights and opportunities. Equitable. So how do they, how do they define um, equitable? Well, let's look at the definition of equitable here. Fair and impartial. Okay, so that's 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 a good definition. Impartial. Valid in equity as distinct from law. Okay, that definition is kind of convoluted, but I think that means you have equity in something. Okay, so equitable. When I look, it's fair and impartial. Well, that's fine. We like that. We like fair. Okay. But why do you have to separate that from equal then? If fair and impartial is the definition of equitable, well then isn't that the definition of equal as well? I would think of equal as fair and impartial. So why do you have to separate the two? The truth is they define equitable differently. Okay. They think that, 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 you know, they basically, what they do is they divide the races into classes and some classes are held back further than others. So when, again, Sounds kind of racist, right? But it's interesting. They, they, they want to trick you. They use a lot of power words. Isms, privilege, oppression, normalization, minoritize. They define all of this shit for you, okay? And then they give you this, this worksheet. Um, and they want to, they, they tell you that white people are the normalized social group. Okay, well, well okay. Let's, let's take a look at this, okay? Why? Why are white people the, the normalized group? Where? How about South Central? Are white people the normalized social group in South Central LA? Would you say that white people are the normalized group in uh, certain areas of New Mexico or Texas? Would you say that? Not everywhere. How about Detroit? Are white people the normalized group in Detroit? I don't know. Probably not in some neighborhoods, right? So this is so generalized. And this this goes into a lot deeper conversation about federalism versus statism versus local government. This goes into to such a huge, huge, huge hole that like it's almost impossible to talk about everything here. Okay, normalized social group, white people. Okay, ethnicity, non-Hispanic white European. Okay, where, where, that that is so important. Where is this true? In all of America, why are we looking at all of America? Each state is different. Each town is different. Nationality, American. Yeah, because we're in America, dipshit. And to be honest with you, that is how we should look at everyone. We should look at everybody as an American. Haitian, Indian, Chinese, Brazil. I don't get it. You're, if you're here and you're, you're a citizen of this country, you're American. How about this? Normalized social group, citizen marginalized, undocumented immigrant or criminal. You could look at it that way. Criminals are a marginalized. How about pedophilia? Pedophilia. Pedophiles are a marginalized group in this country. See how this all starts to fall apart. Normalized social group, male. Well, that's funny because there are more females in this country than, than males. I think females outnumber this intersex, which is, by the way, 0.01% of the population, in case you were wondering. But female is a marginalized social group, okay? And if I were in this class, I would say, why, why is intersex even on this list? 0.01% of the population and you put them on this list? That's interesting. How about cisgender is the normalized social group? Anyway, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you, you get where I'm going here, okay? Now, I'm considered a marginalized social group. I want you to know that because my geographic background is rural. So I am a marginalized social group. Huh? What do you think of that? How about this? Normalized social group. 
Average ideal BMI. The fuck? No, 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 no. If you live in the United States of America, you know better than that. That is not the normalized social group. Overweight is the normalized social group in the United States of America. So already I'm finding issues with this sheet. It's just a lie. And then they give you this like social identity wheel. What? And look, personal identity wheel. So they want you to fill in your own, your own here. Um, and then they want you to think in terms of like, like when, when you were, um, marginalized or something like that. Anyways, this is, this is all just bull crap. This is all just crap that an MRO company should not concern itself with. We sell nuts and bolts. Why are you putting me through social justice training? How is that going to make me better at selling nuts and bolts? If I'm in the IT department, how is that going to make me better at developing software? If I work in, in the warehouse, how is that going to make me better at putting parts in a box and then putting that into a box and then shipping that out? picking and pulling items? How is that going to make me better at driving a forklift? How is this going to make me better at treating my coworkers when I'm now starting to view them as different than me because of this worksheet? And what do you think is going to happen when individuals who are the same race start to band together and talk about how either A, their race, if they're white, is superior to all other races, gee, that sounds familiar, or if they're marginalized, they're going to get together with others like them and oppress and start to fight back against the white people. You're going to create divisiveness. All this does is create divisiveness in your company and then it becomes a cancer. It becomes a cancer. It starts with one organ and infects it, infests it, and then it moves on to the next. And eventually they're going to be canceling people at our company. They're going to be asking people to be fired. If you refuse to go through this training, they're going to ask for you to be fired. They're going to ostracize you. They're going to start finding people on social media who voted for Donald Trump. That's where this all goes. Did you vote for the orange man? Oh, you voted for the orange man. We got to get this guy fired. And that's the, that's the path that we fall down when we inject this SJW bullshit. No race is superior to the other. It is all perspective too, because in the United States of America, maybe some of this is true, but what about Africa? What about in other countries? It all starts to fall apart when you apply logic and reason to this stuff. They don't want you to apply logic and reason. So they change the definitions and they trick you with emotional statements and gotchas to pull you in. And the unfortunate thing is it's working. This is Kool-Aid that many, many people are drinking. Even my company, my MRO company that brags about how all of its products are American made are starting to interject this stuff into its business model. And I wonder how our customers would feel if they knew some of our customers in Alabama, how about some of our customers in Florida, Oklahoma, how about, how about those customers in those deep red states, which is where a lot of our customers come from, or those deep red counties, deep red cities, Ohio, um, Indiana, you know, where a lot of our customers are. How would they feel if they knew that our company was starting to push this shit? You think they'd continue to shop with us? I'd hope not. So I'm deciding whether or not I want to release this stuff public. And I'm deciding on whether or not I want to to maybe anonymously send this this email that I got out to maybe some news agencies like Fox or OAN or um, Newsmax, maybe some reporters that I know on a personal basis on Twitter. I might uh, shoot some of them a direct message and give them this information so that they can start to run stories so that our customers of our company can know the direction that our company's taking. And then when you go, well, that's canceling your company. No, it's not. I think that 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 
companies deserve to know who they're doing business with. You want to sneakily try and push this shit on your employees and hope that you don't get any blowback for it? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. If Disney can fire Gina Carano because she tweets a, a comparison to how, um, you know, ideologies formed in Nazi Germany, not anti-Jewish sentiments, but comparisons that are honestly, I mean, you can certainly, they're relatable. Um, then why is it that I can't post what my company's trying to do behind the scenes sneakily? The brainwashing attempts that they're trying to feed their employees. And the problem is we hired, you know what? The problem starts at the universities, right? These these kids are, are brainwashed at the university to believe that this shit is true. And then they bring it out of the university into the real world. Now we're starting to hire a lot of younger people who put their damn pronouns in their bios. And those are the folks who bring this shit with them. And, and now, you know, because of that, we're, we're having trainings. So I, I'm just deeply upset about this. I thought my company was better than this. So whatever. And people say, well, go start your own company. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Who's to say I won't? You know, I'm positioning myself right now, and you should do the same thing, um, where I'm going to be self-sufficient. And that is something that I have, I have very, very much been attempting to do. I've been moving my money around so that eventually I won't have to work uh, for someone. I can work for myself. And that, that's that's what I've behind, I've behind the scenes been trying to do. And I'm going to continue to do it, especially with stuff like this coming out, because it's only a matter of time until these optional trainings become mandatory. And then we're forced, we're forced to take them. So that's, uh, I just wanted to put this out there for you guys because I'm not sure if your company is doing the same thing. It's only fair for me to assume that they are. Now, people are going to defend this stuff. People are going to say that this is good and this is just a new way of thinking and we need to think this way because of equity and equality and blah, blah, blah. But let me ask you this, okay? Take your personal life experience and apply it to this stuff. You should always be doing that. Don't allow some group to feed you information from a from a very high perspective, right? Very high level stuff. Don't let them feed that to you and then tell you you should ignore your personal experiences. Your personal experience is more akin to reality than this high level stuff they're feeding you. In what world is it okay to separate individuals by their race? Isn't true equality to look at someone and look through their race? I can still celebrate your culture without celebrating the color of your skin. I know plenty, you know, LeBron James is funny because he speaks about this stuff, but he is literally a walking example of why this is all bullshit. LeBron James is one of the richest athletes in the world. He is incredibly successful. If the, if the United States were truly systemically racist, he would have never been given the opportunity to become what he is. The fact that he is able to speak on such a platform tells you that systemic racism is bullshit. We had a black president. If we were really a systemically racist country, how is it that Barack Obama was able to achieve what he was able to achieve? It's all bullshit. And when you start to apply those like clearly logical jumps, you, uh, you end up in the same place that I am. And then you get mad when your company is trying to perpetuate a bunch of, of, of theoretical bullshit to you. Next, they're, they're going to send us the 1619 or whatever it's called project. Um, which which I lose my shit if that happens. But anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm going to try and line up some guests. I'm talking to some people. I want to get a couple guests on here. Um, maybe next Friday I'm going to try and see 
if I can get them and we'll talk about we're going to talk about cancel culture and social justice and pop culture that's the topic that I want to I want to talk to with them and then I'm trying to line up another guest to talk about social justice and religion so I think that'll be a really good conversation because I'm not sure how much that person and I align politically I think we do a little bit but I also think we have some clear differences and uh, just as two people who would consider themselves to be religious and faithful um, followers of Jesus, I think it'll be very interesting to have a conversation with that person about social justice and its place in the church. So I'm looking forward to both of these. My hope is, while I love doing these shows where I ramble and rant, and I think some of you like it, I do hope to have more guests on so that I can talk. And I'm not going to bring on celebrities. Uh, well, I might. Um, or politicians, I might as well. I have been asked. Um, I... I want to have normal people on the show because I want to have conversations with normal people. Look, normal people listen to this show. I want to talk to normal people. So if you're interested on being the show, being on the show, in all honesty, email me at vegan wing. Um, you actually just DM me on Twitter. That's the best place to get me at vegan wing on Twitter. Find me, DM me. We could get you on the show. Okay. And, and we'll, we'll talk about whatever topic you want to talk about. I'm, I'm, if you want to debate, I'm more than happy to do that too. As long as it's cordial, I don't want to yell at anybody or fight with anybody. But I think it'll be a good conversation if I can get these two people. Two people's interesting, too, because I know I can get one. But if I can get these two people on, I think we'll have a really good conversation. We're all kind of nerds, so it'll be interesting to talk about this from that perspective. And just roll with it. We're going to keep it audio because I don't want to force people to be on video. I don't um, I don't want to do that. So, So we'll start there and we'll see where it goes. But again, thank you guys for listening so much. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. You know, keep yourself sane. Keep yourself strong. Protect yourself. Keep the faith, man. Keep looking to Jesus. Um, and in all honesty, just just keep on trucking, man. Keep on fighting. We got to live life at the end of the day because we want to thrive and we want to succeed. And we want to set ourselves up so that we can we can, we can can thrive in this crazy, crazy world we live in. And, and make yourself as self-sufficient as possible, man. Make some sacrifices to get there because it's totally going to be worth it in the end. And that's what I keep telling myself. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next time.